Hey everyone, here we are. Thanks for coming back and listening. So I um, know I left off where I filed the restraining order and what happened through that whole process. Um, And I didn't want to make it too lengthy, so I shortened that episode. But I do have a special guest here for this episode, and I have been wanting to have this individual on for so long because I think she is going to be a definite game changer to this whole process and situation that happened. And I think, actually, I know that she is going to help educate you women here who are listeners knowing that you should help other women. Help each other, ladies, help. This woman here has become one of my best, dearest friends, and we have bonded over the situation. She is actually the individual who was my ex-narc's spy through this whole entire process and was one of, she was actually one of the neighbors that he was having an affair with shortly Um, But once she realized everything that was actually happening and what a monster this individual was, she came forward in such a way that no other person would have. And I, I commend her for that. And I love her for that. And she brought me so much peace, so much truth to my story and to what was happening to me. And she knew more than I did as to as to what was happening in my relationship. And I have so much gratitude to this woman and I love her so much. And we have bonded through this. And I just hope that her story will help other women out there to know that just help each other. When you're going through something like this and if someone, another woman comes to you, don't be so vengeful and don't be so vindictive and, and combative listen, because this woman may have information for you that you need to hear, whether you want to hear it or not. And this was my situation. And I was never compatible. I was so broken down for my ex-husband that this woman just helped validate me for what I was feeling. And for that, I love her and I commend her. And she is an amazing woman. And this is my dear friend, Karen here. And I'm going to introduce her to you all. And I'm going to let her speak her truth. And we're going to talk openly in this episode to you all and hopefully help you. Right? Right. Right, Karen? Absolutely. This is Karen. Hi, guys. Everyone, I was very reluctant to come on here because, you know, having the um, scarlet letter on your forehead is a little bit difficult. So let me start out by telling you, I had met her her ex um, uh, at school, at the at the elementary school where our, kids went, our kids went to. I had come out of a very, very difficult divorce and relationship. I was broken. I was desperately lonely and just was so starved for affection. I'll start with that. I started, and that's what they feed on. Right. I was broken. So I saw this man. He's very handsome. I can, I, you know, he stood out because he was very handsome. But he kept parking at the loading zone, and it was just really 
making everything difficult for everybody. So that's how I met him. I basically yelled at him for parking in the loading zone, told him to get in his car and move it. And, um, and that's how I met him. And so I yelled at him and told him, you know, you got to follow the rules because he thought that those only applied to everybody else. So moving forward, I ran into him at the Starbucks and we started talking and it was a good solid year. We were talking mm-hmm. and become friends. And and then uh, school let out. And then uh, I did not realize he was my neighbor, actually. And then the next year started up again. And it was about, I want to say October of that second year that this the, the relationship got physical. And it, it was kind of a surprise to me and you know I knew that he I knew that Carla existed because I see her at the school but nobody knew if they were together and so when I spoke with him he was talking about and it sounded to me as though that they were separated Separated. yeah you mean yeah played it out like that yeah separated that's how he hooked in his victims right but but I found out that that was definitely not the case and at that point I was fairly in deep like I, I was in deep at that point um and then our physical relationship wasn't really physical because he was impotent so it, there wasn't a lot going on <laughs> just so you know but um what what grabbed me with him what what pulled me in with him was he was a very big muscular man tall six tall four. six foot four and, and, and he, I mean, he was, I'm telling you, he was extremely handsome. And so back then, back then not now, but, um, he would hug me. He would, he would just hold me in his arms and, made you feel safe. and he made me feel safe. And so that was kind of the draw for me. But I would, as I learned more about this man and I listened to him talk, I became very concerned about Carla. I was very concerned about some of the things that he would say. Why were you concerned, though? What made you feel concerned? What things stood out? Because what stood out to me was he would say things like, it would be better off if she were not here. Liam and I would be better off if she were not here. And he goes, I hate to say it because it's morbid, but if she died, we would be better off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I remember having a very vivid dream. So those were red flags. Huge red flags. And every time he would be... He would speak angrily about you. I'd say, now, whoa, wait a minute. You know, let's just talk about this for a second because I went through divorce. And I said, I'm telling you, if I told you every awful thing that my ex ever did, you would think he was a horrible person. Yeah. But if I told you every good thing he did, you would think, wow, he's a great guy. Yeah. But the truth is, he's a little bit of both. They all are. We all are. We all are. And so I said, so, you know, you're telling me everything negative. Why don't you tell me something positive? I know that there is something. And he gets so frustrated with me because I would ask Defensive, him, he tell, me, yeah. tell me something good. Why did you marry this woman? And he didn't like that. And so, um, but I had this dream. And in this dream, I had heard at the school that Carla had passed away. And immediately went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he did it. And I thought in my dream, I was like, I've got to find her sister. I have to find her sister. So I went rushing over to where this funeral was or the after funeral thing. 
looking for your sister to, to warn her that this was not an accident. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to her, mm-hmm. it wasn't an accident. And um, I remember him seeing me and um, making them escort me away, and I couldn't get to your sister. And I woke up, and I thought, oh, my gosh, it was such an awful, awful dream. And at that point, I felt different. I mean, from that point on, I felt different. And every time I would see you, I thought, I have so much truth. I have this woman's truth. How can I... How can I keep it from But not her? only that, you wanted to know more. Like, you started to realize, like, Something's there's something wrong. more here than yeah. what he's telling me. me on. Exactly. And that's when you wanted to know kind of my side. I want, and, and we went to lunch because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear your side. Mm-hmm. So I ran into school and said, hey, you know, maybe I can help you with your business. Yeah, we just started talking you know, business, talking and I had business. no idea you were involved. Mm-mm. And I just wanted to hear your, your story. I was really worried for you, and I didn't know how to approach it. Yeah. Well, obviously. So, how could you? And I, and I just have, you know, I always feel this way. Even, you know, whenever you hear someone talk about another person, I personally always want to hear the other person's side. Yeah. That's because there's nature. two sides to, to every story, story, and somewhere in the middle is, is the, the truth. truth. Yes. So when we had lunch, I think what stood out the most to me was how distraught you were. Yeah. And you scared were, and you confused. Were, you were scared. You confused, were confused. Didn't know what to do. You were having physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. You were... Mm-hmm. Anxiety ridden. You were... It was so sad. It was so, so sad. And again, I thought... Oh my gosh, I hold so much truth for her. Well, let me tell you some of the things quickly about this man and, and what he did to her. Because we could go on and on in, in another direction. But it would go, it would take hours. It would take hours. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. He wanted to confuse her. Mm-hmm. So he gave me her cell phone number and he asked me, I want you to call her at this number. She's going to be out to dinner with her girlfriends. And I want you to... I want you to accuse her of having an affair. Yeah. I got that. I remember that. And um, so I said, what? That is so bizarre. I'm not calling her and saying that. Why? What's the point of that? So then so, instead, I got a text message. You got the text. So you got a text message. And I was like what? Uh huh. And then I think that Melina is the one who maybe called because when he approached me to do it, I said that's bizarre. That's just bizarre. So, at any rate, basically, what I later found out from in talking to Carla was she'd gotten this weird text message. She'd gotten this weird phone call. And what he did was he accused Carla of having an affair or having another man. So much so that when she got home that night, he was hysterical mm-hmm. and angry and shaking her arm. And, mm-hmm. and the truth was, he was having affairs. <laughs> and he was the one doing it all. And he was doing it. It, it, it was so bizarre. Gaslighting. Gaslighting, big time. At, Gaslighting. At its utmost. Yeah, so that was like the first crazy, like truly crazy thing I saw him do. That I thought, that's crazy. Crazy making. Crazy making. And so then he, this other woman, Melina, came in on the scene. Which you didn't even know about I didn't even know about on. her until much later. You 
audience, like, Karen thought she was the only one. I was the only one, right. <laughs> but no. No. But we all know there's not just one. No, no, no. So it started escalating, and, and it got to the point where um, he was making comments like, I want to put a bullet in her head. I want to put a bullet in her head and her sister and her mother and her brother-in-law. Take Liam. And take Liam and leave. And I said, you know that's not something that I can keep to myself, right? When you, when you make threats like that, Lonzo, mm-hmm. I have to go to law enforcement. I can't. Mm-hmm. I won't keep that to myself. So, and he was enraged. I mean, he almost ran over my foot. He was mm-hmm. so enraged with me. He looked like the devil. And so, but I, it, it, so many things had happened that I was just so concerned for her safety. And another thing that he had done is he, he said, I want to know how to spy on her. <laughs> and I said, well, it's not that hard to do. There's an app. There's a thing that you can do. It's called, you know, I can't remember what it was called. Web something. Web web something. Web spam or... Web spy or something. Yeah. Basically what he did was he got her Apple ID Mm -hmm. and password. Mm -hmm. And he could read. And so could I because he put it on my computer. And he could read and I could read every single text message, email phone call that she was sending or receiving and i want to tell you people out there mm-hmm. it is real people can spy on you mm-hmm. okay yeah. they can have 100 percent access to everything that you do on your phone but how and, do they have to have it though they okay the only thing they know this is what change your passwords just a passcode, though change your passwords they need often a password too they they just need your apple id and your password so if you change your password often, then you would have been okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to download anything on a person's phone or computer at all. Just that's all you needed. And he had total access. He knew where you were. He knew who you were talking to. He knew what you were saying. Absolutely every move you made. And so one day, it was getting so bad and I was feeling so sickened by all of it that I thought that how dare I sit here as a Christian woman having, having even gotten into this mess. And I just went back to the foundations of what I know. And that is the teachings of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and when you turn back to Christ and you truly repent, you have to go back to the person you hurt. You can't just say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry I did that. And, and go on with your life. You really do have to turn back to Christ. Ask him what he wants you to do. Go to the person that you've hurt. And so I picked up the phone one morning and I called her. And I said, we need to talk. And she said, why are you calling me? I said, because <laughs> we need to talk. And so I and went. And she had so much truth for me. Mm-hmm. I went to and her And at home. this point is mm-hmm. when he was in custody. He wasn't in or custody no, yet. No. Not yet. No. Almost. You, okay. It was a few days later. Right. It was after the first court appearance about the restraining order. And right. I saw you there with him in court. I and was, was like, in court. Yes. I, I did. He did. He. And I was, I was. like, well, I know her. Mm-hmm. 
I was what? And then I'm just, my head was spinning because I was thinking, what involvement does she have in this? Right. And why is she here in court with him? Uh-huh, exactly. And then it was a few days later, later. over the weekend. Right. That you reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And I was... He was just... I wasn't... Pulling me. Mean. No, not I at was all. just like... Let's talk. And I yeah, came over. What do you have for me? Like, I'm so lost. Right. And so what I did, I I had gotten so... You know, he, he, he's all consuming. He's all consuming. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. He's all consuming. And draining. And draining. And, and manipulative. And, you know, I, I'm like, how, how did I even get here? It's kind of like, how did I even get here? Exactly. It's how like, in the world? it's like witchcraft. It's just like, wow, what's happening? Right. It's so consuming. It's so manipulative. You just, you so, don't know from up Adam, and down. Adam, down. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So I decided, okay, enough is enough. And I learned this, and I know that this the truth sets you free. So I decided I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to put it all out on the table as the only way and you, you didn't shed care. light. I you didn't, didn't care, care about what it put on you. Mm-mm. You're just like, this is enough. enough. What, what am I doing? I'm in the dark here. And how and, do you and dispel? you're a godly woman. And how do you dispel the dark? Yes. You shed light. And then truth. And truth. Okay. That's the only thing that repels darkness mm-hmm. is light. So... I we told, both had the light. Uh-huh. So I told them, I told Carla, I was terrified. Carla was gracious and beautiful, and she listened. And I told her her truth, and I said, you may look at my phone. You may see every email, every text that was sent or received. I let her have that so that she could see, you know, just how awful her situation was and... Um, it was hard for me because I had seen this person as a friend. Now he and I became just friends and that was all we were towards the end, towards the end. And, and I was kind of like his therapist because I was saying, why are you doing this? You have this beautiful family, you know, what is motivating you to do this? So at any rate, I, it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was really hard. I felt like I was betraying a friend, but I, again, I felt like the only way to dispel the darkness that I'm in is to shed light. And so that is what I chose to do. But according to you, like, he didn't even understand why he was like this. He didn't understand why he was like this. He knew something was wrong with him. He had told me, I know something's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. And, and, and I do truly believe Carla is the only woman that he loved. I do believe that. And he did tell me that. And he did, he did love Carla. Um, I think he was just very sick. I think he was very, very troubled. I suspect he was, um, sexually molested at a young age. And then again at 15, um, he probably had bipolar. He probably had bipolar or something going on with him. Along with the, you know, narcissism, the sociopath. He just had a lot and and never got any kind of treatment or anything for it. So... You know, I think at the end of the day, because there's a lot of details, because after everything, there was a, there was an arrest made, mm-hmm. and there was an investigation, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was all in for Carla. I was going to do whatever I had to do. At that point. At that point, to set her free. She was in true bondage and darkness, and so I was willing to testify. I was willing to work with her lawyer. The detectives who were investigating the domestic abuse came to me 
and and they really interrogated me. They asked me a lot of questions, and I and I answered their questions. And then one day I realized, wait a minute, they haven't really looked at my phone. You surrendered your phone. I surrendered my phone for two months. And your computer. My computer. Let them have that, and um, and I think it's really interesting that these detectives saw all of it. They saw all of it. They saw from Molina to everything, and they were utterly dis. They were utterly disgusted. They were they were utterly disgusted with um, with Laszlo. I mean, they were utterly disgusted. And, but at the same time, they were absolutely amazed and astonished at how Carla and I came together. Two women. Two women came together. They said they had never seen two women ever come together in a situation like this. Right. Instead of being combative. And, and mean to each other. Yeah, and hostile. mean to each other, hostile, combative, and competitive. Because that's not what it was about. It was not, no. Now it was about survival it and about was. what was right and what was wrong. So, and, and I think, I think that um, as women, if someone comes to you or your man is cheating on you, do not blame the other and you, woman. Yeah, no, because you don't know what he's telling the other woman. Exactly. And, and it's lies. <laughs> it's and, all lies. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question, Brenda. Hmm. That's okay, Karen. What um what made you finally decide that there's something not right here and come to me? Because this might be a question that these women have that are listening. Mm-hmm. Like, what brought you to the point to where you were like, I need to come to this woman and tell her what's going on? Um like, I would what see, brought you there? Well, I would see you. At the school? Uh-huh. I would see you walking, and I thought to myself, here's a stranger to me. Yet I hold her truth. And for me, that was just bizarre. I was just unsettling. That I knew more about what was going on in your life than you probably did. <laughs> that and, is true. And so, so there was that. And honestly, I think it was the Holy, I think it was the Holy Ghost. I think it was the Holy Spirit of God Mm -hmm. touching my heart. And, um, because it's terrifying. I don't, I didn't know how you were going to respond. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could have been, you know, burning, you could have been burning whore in my grass in my front yard. (laughs) I don't know. And so, um, but you know, and then, but I think ultimately when he, he had made enough comments about you dying, or being gone, or putting a bullet in your head, that I truly felt you were in danger. Mm-hmm. I honestly, truly felt that you were in danger. Right. And I felt and that you he was carry going, that guilt. Uh, no. And I felt that he was going to make it look like an accident. I felt that. I felt that if he got desperate enough, that he would have hurt you. And made it look like an accident, or he yeah. would have set up another woman to, to hurt to you, do something, mm-hmm. and take the blame. Yes. Yeah. So. You know. So it was truly like a lifetime movie network. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So. 
Absolutely was. But mm-hmm. like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I love Karen <laughs> for coming forward. And I love you. And helping me. And it's been almost five years now, four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And we have bonded over this entire situation and have helped each other heal through it. Mm -hmm. And we've just became very good friends, which is amazing. And I love her. And I think she's a blessing because not any other woman has done anything that she has done that he has been with. He's been with a new... That's what's bothering. That's what bothers me the most, you guys. There were numerous women having affairs with him. Mm-hmm. Numerous. I'm the only one that came forward. Shame on these women. Shame on us all. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to find yourself in a bad situation, make a mistake. Okay? But to continue on down that path mm-hmm. while you know another woman is suffering? Mm-hmm. No. 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 You, you you know, at the end of the day, if you truly are believers, if you're a decent human being, you realize you, your sin. You realize it and you stand up and you take ownership of it. Right. And, and you ask for repentance and you try to make it right, especially if you feel like someone's life is in danger. Yes. And this is another thing is shame on you women reciprocating this information that makes these women feel like they can't come to you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's normal in human nature to want to have the reaction to be combative angry. and fight and angry. But if this woman is being humble and comes to you in humility and wants to confess her sin and talk to you and give you truth, listen listen because this woman right here saved my life Mm -hmm. she gave me my life back and i feel like um carla was been so healing to me because the the anguish i have felt and the pain that i have felt over what i have done what i had done was was really hard on me i it was very very hard and carla's always been the one to say brenda you know what you were a victim too i forgive you you know and that's really sad because as I've gotten to know Carla, she's such a beautiful person. Nothing like what he described. Nothing like what he described. And and it's it's just a it's just a lesson that that I've learned that it's it's if you find yourself in darkness, the only way you are going to get out of that darkness is to reach for the light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The only thing that will dispel that darkness is light. And so I feel like I just grabbed onto that and had faith in the Lord and I just laid it out there and there was nothing that I that I hid. And there was nothing negative in return, but, but grateful. Mm-hmm. I felt validated. Mm-hmm. I felt confirmation. I felt like everything that I prayed for mm-hmm. as far as in Lord, please help me show me. Do I need to salvage this marriage? Like what am I doing wrong? Do I salvage this? Do you want me to stay in this? Like show me. Show me what's happening. Mm-hmm. Guide me. Like give it all to me. And he he, he definitely did. did. <laughs> he oh, did. he did. He sent his pit bull. He 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 definitely <laughs> sent his pit bull, and he gave it all to me, and I just kept getting slapped 
with truth. Mm. I was getting punched left and right every day with truth. Stuff that I didn't even want to know and he was still providing it for me. And I knew that I was doing the right thing. And I think that he, and Carla, I really feel like it was hard to let you read some of those texts. Texts, yeah. It was very embarrassing for me. It was hard. It was embarrassing. I could see where it was embarrassing for you, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I needed it. You needed it so that you wouldn't be manipulated. Exactly. And that is why you needed it. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. And he was a master manipulator. Right. At the end of the day, it's very interesting because I feel that this was 150% God's hand was in this. Oh, absolutely. I give all the glory to God. He, he was guiding and directing. So looking back, Carla and I have talked about it. For that whole, about a year. year. Mm-hmm. I was praying. And I was praying hard. She was praying for truth. What? And I was praying for release. How do I make this right? And what what? How do I give this woman he her did truth? It. He did it all. I give mm-hmm. all the glory to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he will help you. Yes. Be open. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think the biggest mistake that we make as women is that we villainize the other woman. Don't villainize the other woman. You need to be angry at the man mm-hmm. that's, that's, that made that's the commitments and covenants with you and promises to you and broke them. You don't know that woman's story. And is it ever right for a woman to be involved with a married man? No, of course not. Um. But do these men prey on lonely yes. women and victimize them and hit them at their weaknesses? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely what he did. Yes. So um, I'm very grateful that, that I listened to the Spirit of the Lord touching and speaking to my heart. I'm very grateful that that I know there is an atonement and there is a way out of sin and darkness. And sometimes we have to rely on the person that we did the wrong to, to help heal us. Because that was what you've done for me. And that's what you did for me. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? What, it's so interesting and so crazy. And this is where, like I said, the DA... And the DA investigator said, I've never seen two women ever come together like this in this type of situation mm-hmm. and just be allies and, and work on this and get it done. And and we really did. We really and did. this wasn't plot out. It wasn't planned. It just happened, it just happened. by the grace of God. Absolutely. This was all God-driven, I believe. I believe, too. And I love this woman with all my heart. Mm, I, I really, you. truly do. I love you, Because too. you've given me peace. And you've given me my life back. Yes, and you're an amazing mama. And so are you. So are you. He told he would always tell me what a horrible mother Carla was. All the time. Because I'm an outstanding mom. He knew that my children were everything. Mm-hmm. And since I've gotten to know Carla... I'm just shocked that he would be willing to lie like that. I've done everything because I can you are an amazing, son. godly mother with his disability. With his disability, I've done everything to get you him. You have done, you've done an amazing job, amazing, amazing job. So I think that we shouldn't leave out this part because it's too cute and too funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he had this other woman. <laughs> Oh my 
my gosh. She is a woman. And she was a... Well, I call her a chola. She was a chola. She was a chola. With her accent, I already told the audience. And she had a little hoopty, which I'm sure she was driving a hoopty because she was giving her money to him. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Probably. Poor girl. And so... um, We tried to help her. We tried to help her. So he kept calling me to make his 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 truck payment and Carlos stopped paying for it. He was calling me. It was like having a freaking bill collector. He would call me every day for something, right? So I had had enough of him. And I thought, well, how can I get rid of this guy? At this point, I was like, how can I get rid of this guy? Let me do this. I know. I will text her his naked, nasty text picture that he sent to me. <laughs> I had them pounding on my door within an hour. She texted this other chick, Mel. The other, you guys know Mel. I've already mentioned her. The one that said, like, we were just jealous and yeah. uh, let me make my own mistakes. She, okay, how's that working out for you, Mel? She, she was pounding. So he and her came to my house after after, after Karen sent her a picture of him in his underwear. <laughs> I said, you are not the only one. Yeah, you are not the, the only, only one. one. You think that your pussy's so great? No, not at all. So within an hour, not they were... impotent. I know. They were pounding on the door, pounding on the door. I wouldn't answer. And he, and he busted up my garage door. It was a nightmare. But when he finally left, I came out front. And about the time I came out front, this hoopty that didn't belong in my neighborhood or in front of my house pulled up in front of my house. And she got out of her car. She goes, are you ready to talk now? And I'm like, oh, you're still here. And about that time, Carla came up around the corner and she pulls around. It is the Chola, the Carla, and myself. In my front yard. Well, I was her neighbor, so hello. I'm driving down the street, and I look over and see this happening. I'm not going to just keep driving because this is my life. At the time, it's this Lifetime movie. And, you know, what I think is interesting about that is that you and I both were like, Mel, We were both calm. We were like, come on, just listen to us, Listen to what we have to say. You're a mother. She goes, and yeah, we're like, we are a mother. You, you are a mother. Kids. You have two children. This Come man on. is going to hurt you. Please. And she's, let me make my own decisions. Let me make my own mistakes. You're just Look jealous. at you. You're just <laughs> jealous. You're just jealous because you can't have him. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? We don't want him. Yeah. We're glad you are the next like parent independent. Right. We're just giving you the heads up, girl. So we so we tried to talk to her and let her know. Oh, she was horrible. And she had a young girl that I was very concerned for. Yeah. And um and anyway, she stormed off and we were the big enemies and yeah. and we, we were just jealous. Yeah, we couldn't help her uh-huh. and it was really sad because she could have taken that moment and really to s- talked to us and sat down. And yeah. that's where we're wanting to tell you other ladies sometimes the other woman is not the enemy right sometimes she is just trying to get answers too just like you are Mm -hmm. because she's being lied to and manipulated 
by this same man that you're being lied to and manipulated. And maybe, just maybe, you should sit down and talk and share stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because right. it could save you both some extra heartache mm-hmm. than what you're already going through. You know, and I think, I don't know if you've told them this, but I love to play super sleuth. I just do. <laughs> She's a good super sleuth. I just do. And so I found his um, second wife. Yeah. In the se- outback. Second of wife, Lindell. Austral- Australia. Australia. Mm-hmm. She was hiding. She was way out in the bush. So much so that she could, she didn't have internet access. She'd have to come, you know, to a place. To the she, city. To the city to, to the have, city. right, to check her emails. But I had found her and I reached out by email and said, please, you know, there is a woman who needs your help. She's been married to this man. They have a son and, and this is the situation and we really need you to tell your truth. And come to find out that he had forced her into having an abortion mm-hmm. and that when she finally wanted a divorce from him, he became violent and threw her against a, a mirror oh, oh yeah, and broke, and her, broke arm. her arm. So she agreed to speak with the detectives and the detectives were flying her out. To testify. On my behalf. On Carla's behalf. Yeah. They actually expedited her a passport. Mm-hmm. And when Because he... she had some truth about him that mm-hmm. they still will not tell me about. Wow. So when he found that out, that is when he finally folded and said, yeah. okay, I'll go and back to Hungary and I'll just plead out and So she has something against him. Correct. That's and I also sense. found a girlfriend that he dated when he was 19. Yes. And I spoke with her. Lori and, or Laura? Uh, what was her name? Lori? Ooh. Laura? Mm, I think so. Real pretty girl. Anyway, he was 19. She was dating him. And um, it was before. She's the one that went to New York with him. Right. And did that whole assault in New York. Mm-hmm. Where they tried to kidnap some guy. And right. she didn't even know they were kidnapping somebody. <laughs> <laughs> insane. So he's a bad guy, you know. To say the least. And you know what I forgot to include in this? I have a friend who's a sheriff. And when I first considered, like, dating him or, you know, I asked him. I told my friend about it. About and, he goes, and he goes, hey, give me his 401. I'll, I'll check yeah. him out for you. And he came back and he said, hey, you know, Brent, this is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's been in the prison system, and, and, and he looks pretty bad on paper. So, and that came from a police officer. But I think, you know, I, I feel very at peace now with all of it. And, I, and do, I do, too. When I look at you, yeah. Carla, I don't even see or think about him. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even... At all. No. It's just like you and I have been friends. We're only we doing it right now to help educate other women. Right. We really want to educate you other women and coming forward and helping each other. Don't be so catty mm-hmm. and so competitive. That's what these men play on. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't do it. Come on. Help each other. Lift each other up. Right. And don't be involved in another yeah. man. He has nothing to offer you. Nope. Nope. These men who they don't, are in relationships. And they never will. They never will end what they're in. They're only going to take from you. They're going to take from your self-worth. They're going to take from 
They're going to take from your your self-value. They're going to hurt you emotionally. They're going to hurt you mentally. And, you know, you just need to know that, that, that no, somebody else's husband is not your soulmate. Yeah. Just not. And it never will be. And it never will be. stop. So don't, don't. But do you really want to get a man that way? No. Because what do you think he's going to do to you? Like my mama always said, what they will do with you, they will do to you. Mm-hmm. And it is true. So, yes. And I'm grateful to be on this podcast and, and share this with you. I hope it is helpful. It's a very painful time in my life. that's what we're trying to do. It was a very painful time in both of our lives. It's very um, naked. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're peeling the layers off and we're being very naked and very real with everybody who's listening to this podcast but in hopes to that it's going to help someone in a similar situation and know that there is a way out and there's truth and that the lord you lean on him and he's going to bring you through this i give all the glory to lord and i just i really want to help anyone in this situation because it helps me and i think it helps karen too right we messed up. You know, we made mistakes, but you know what? We healed from them, and that's what we're doing right now. We want to help you guys. Yes, yes. You listeners. Yes, and no matter how grave the sin you think you're in, you can still pray to God. And guess what? He'll still talk yes. to you, and he will still lead you. There is repentance. There is repentance. There is repentance, and mm-hmm. from that you grow. This has definitely been growth. I know. And it brought me back to the Lord. Yes. And me too. And it brought me to a very special person who I love and helped heal me through this whole situation. Mm-hmm. I really love Karen very much. And I'm so grateful that she came on to be on this podcast because I know it was hard for her. Yes, it was. I know it was not easy. Mm-hmm. So let's thank her audience and anybody who wants to have some feedback. Thank her for her input. Because she could be you out there. She could be the other woman out there who is pondering, do I come forward? Do I, do I give my truth? Mm-hmm. And you do. And whether it's reciprocated in a way that I was reciprocated with Karen. Mm-hmm. And I forgave her. And I redeemed her. Mm-hmm. Or I could have been like, no, and bash her. Regardless of what the outcome is, know that the Lord sees what you're doing. And he will redeem you. And he will give you the grace, whether that person gives it to you or not. Exactly. Right. right. And I think not everybody has to end up as close as you and I are. No. And they don't. But but just But at least you're helping each other or helping someone. Right. Just know the only way out of darkness is to shed light. Exactly. That's the only way. There's no other way. You know, and and um and so just know that if someone has some light for you, Take be open it. to it. Take it. Take it cuz it's your healing. It's the start of your healing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It is. And, and so, Carla, do you think that had you not had all of those pieces put before you, do you think that he could have come back and manipula- manipulated you? Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Because he I came needed... back just recently trying yeah. to manipulate. Yeah, he did come try to come back recently to try to manipulate, which I didn't respond. But the thing is, is yeah. Yeah. I think that I needed all the pieces. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you didn't, because I think what Because if my, you didn't, there's always that little bit of doubt. Like, yeah. did I do the right thing? Like, I tried. Like, but you know what? People, I can look at myself, men and women. This isn't just go about against women. There's men who are dealing with this too. Right. I can look at myself in the mirror and say, I gave it my all. I tried. I even brought in the Lord. I did everything I could. And this just was not right. This was a toxic. This was not uh, abusive. This was dealing with a sick individual and there's no way out of this other than to just cut it off cut the cord and move on and i know that now and i can walk away knowing that i did the right thing right yeah and so when i look at it i think that i felt compelled to give you those pieces uh because the lord knew that i didn't know that i just felt that compelled that that i just felt compelled yeah which i feel is the holy ghost it is the holy and i because i wanted to withhold but I really felt like I, I needed to give that to you. And, and looking back now, we know, I know, because mm-hmm. what broke my heart the most was when he was over at Mel's house, you were, you said, I am fighting for my family. You were fighting. Here's mm-hmm. this man. I mean. Manipulative. Just, making me think that we're fighting for our family and we're going to marriage counseling. Right. Just while he was over at this, over at this woman's, woman's house. house. And so, you know, I think that because of your kind heart, the Lord knew you needed to have those pieces and you needed to see it all so that he would not be able to do that to you again. Because, and, and just... Yeah, because the Lord's like, you're no. not seeing it, girl. You're mm-hmm. not seeing it. I'm not giving you enough pieces. I'm going to have to slap you because mm-hmm. you're just not getting it. <laughs> right? And I think that, I think that all of you women need to know this. You are daughters of God. You are daughters of God, and God does not want this for you. There is no way that God wants this for you. No, absolutely not. Not at all. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad I came on. I feel a lot better about it. You know, and our children. You're going to help so many other women. So, and our children love each other. Mm -hmm. Our children love each other. We love each other. Mm -hmm. It's just not even a situation now. Not at all. Not no. at all. Now it's a. We've even gone to church together. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so there you go. So we're yeah. gonna leave it at this, uh-huh. unless you have any other input, Brenda. Maybe another podcast. You keep calling. She keeps calling me by my name. You may as well just tell them my name. I guess it doesn't really matter. So do you have any other input? No, maybe I'll come out on another podcast. I can talk you can about definitely the, come out on another some of podcast. the absolutely hilarious things that we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you guys want another podcast with Karen, you know, just email me and let me know and we can tell you some of the funny, funny stuff, stuff we that we did. And oh my gosh. Yeah. We all know you guys want to hear that. But no, mm-hmm. in the end, really, we love the Lord and we came together by the Lord. Yeah. And we're not perfect. No, <laughs> we're not perfect. We we've we've what we've cursed Mm -hmm. we've had our drinks Mm -hmm. and we've partied but Mm -hmm. that's about it it. i'm gonna say that's about the worst of it it. yeah so we're not perfect but we still love god and god obviously worked through the both of us Mm -hmm. and we know this and we love him and we give all the glory to him yep right yes so women please listen to each other love each other stick together lift each other up yep until next time We are going to have another podcast next week. 
We love you. Thank you for listening. And you all have a good night. Hey, cool. Welcome back. <laughs> Funny. You told we me did it, girl. Karen, we did it. <laughs> Karen, Brenda, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name.